hello and welcome. Welcome to Beyond Small Talk. It's Thursday, and you know what Thursday is, Beyond Small Talk. Thursday, every Thursday at the 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Hour. However, this week, you know, Erica needed a little time because that's what you do for your friends. So she needed 4.30, so that's when we're jumping on. 4.15, 4.30, it's all good because what she's going to share with us is going to blow you away. Yes, she's here. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get her on. Anyway, my name is Jackie Janik. I'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today, you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real kind, one talk at a time. So excited for this co-host, Erica Lasson, and her hashtag is, I mean, her handle is at Erica Lasson, and we're going to be talking about joy. Joy, hi. Hi, we're here. It's happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it the, okay, we're having now a bit of connection issues all right let me double check and make okay. sure it's copacetic on my end you know what Maybe. oh no i'm having some connection issues um benita she's my tech girl thanks for jumping on again benita can you tell me if it's me or is it erica because i did switch to my 4g and she fell off so i think it might be erica Anyway, Erica Lasson, let's get her back on, and we're going to be talking about joy today, and what does that look like, what does that mean, and Erica is a joy strategist. Did you know that they existed? How fun is that? Thank you, Benita. Um, it's Erica. There you are. Hi. Sorry. So weird. It's like all the things today, right? The day that you want to talk about joy, it's like, let me steal it. But no, not today. <laughs> not today. Yeah. I feel your joy already. It's like, not today. You're not going to take away my joy. Oh, thank Benita. Okay. Benita's on and she helps me with some of my talk. Thank you so much, Benita. Um, yeah, welcome, everyone. This is Erica Lasson. How are you? I am doing amazing now that I am here. I apologize for being late. Mommy duties, you know. My my yeah. daughter had three plane engineers today, and it's a new thing that's happening on Thursdays, so mommy's schedule is all thrown off, but we're here, you know? Yeah, that's all that matters. And, you know, Beyond Small Talk is all about women supporting women. And, you know what? You need 30 minutes, you got 30 minutes. Not a problem. Thank you. You're welcome. And your stuff is so good anyway. And we needed a jolt of joy. I said that this morning. I was like, my day was starting off kind of shitty, you know, mm -hmm. like my daughter's home because of COVID. She doesn't have COVID. A classmate had COVID. And it, mm -hmm. like mom stuff, you get it. Managing everything um, can strip away your joy some days. Yeah. Well, you know what? I can't, I don't want to say it can strip away your joy. It just takes okay. some time to like find it. Cause I, I trust me, it's there. It's just probably just a little buried, you know? You got to dust some stuff off, clear some things away, and then you're able to find it and anchor in it in a way that really benefits both you and the people around you. Okay. It's under like that huge pile of laundry that I haven't done in like, that's where it's, is that where it's hiding? <laughs> you know, it may be there, it may be there, or maybe it may be in the sink with the dishes, but oh. <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's okay because, you know, it's present. It's just, you got to figure out your way to it, so. We're good. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what is a joy strategist? 
all the stuff. Yeah. Oh, did you hear me? Sorry. Can you tell us no. a bit like, um, what is a joy strategist? How did you become a joy strategist? Did you like, how did you create that? And what does it mean to you? Oh my gosh. Um, I love this question. Thank you so much. So as a joy strategist, I'm also a creative consultant, um, given my multi-passionate uh, creative, creative background and all the things that I've done over the past couple of years. Um, so as a joy strategist, I help women and entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed, overworked, and over it. <laughs> Find more joy, purpose, and healing in what's next. And I do this by helping them uh, develop creative solutions and systems that really anchor them in rediscovering themselves, reconnecting with themselves, and recommitting to their purpose and identity in joy. Because really, that dictates how you engage with life, how you're able to find your joy, and how you're able to really... Um, anchor in that joy in a way where it permeates not only your life, but the life of others around you. Um, and this work is really a culmination of the stuff that I've been doing for the past two decades, really, when I think about it. It started when I was 13. And it's so funny because um, I was just recording, well, not just, but earlier today, a podcast episode on um, of my own about my like work experiences and how everything in the past, even like the super crappy jobs that I hated, how they really like helped me find joy and fulfillment in this season of my life. But it's really a matter of evaluating all of the things that you've been doing, the things that have been serving you, maybe some things that haven't served you, but understanding what resonates with you most. And when I say you, meaning your joy, right? The things that really, um, make you feel good and light you up <laughs> in a feel good way um, and understanding how you can then take those experience and curate a life of joy based on understanding yourself and knowing yourself um, and really saying, I'm only going to stand for things that make me feel good. Uh, that's what I do as a joy strategist. I advocate for that in my life and the life of my clients and students um, so that they can find their own version of success and commit to it. That's a really um, long answer. Sorry. <laughs> It's great because, but uh, some of my Beyond Small Talk community knows I have to write stuff down. So I just wrote down like some key points that you said, and I love curate a life of joy. So if someone's just starting with like step one, first I love that we're calling this topic, and please correct how I'm pronouncing this, joiny, joy, joiny, like you put joiny. Yeah. It's a joiny. It's a tongue twister for a lot of people. It took me a while to get used to it too. Am I saying it right or how do you say it? Yeah, journey. So, um, jury, journey. Uh, yeah, it's really just my spin on journey because there is yeah, no. in the journey. Yeah, yeah. I love it. No, it's a great marketing thing. And like I remembered it and I was like, journey and dream. But you have a podcast and you talk about journey um, to purpose. Yeah. Um, so the question is like, how do you define joy for yourself in your life? Ooh, I define joy as anything that makes me feel good and lights me up. So like um, joy is really, I think when I think of the feeling of joy, I think of really a space of authenticity and vulnerability, but also a space where you, you feel so good. It's like a high, you know, but like a sustainable high and a, 
uh, I want to say chemical free high, but it's really not because your natural is, your body is producing natural chemicals, right? But a substance free high, you know, where uh, you really feel like dancing all the time and singing um, and where you're just naturally in a space of um, fulfillment and uh, opportunity and optimism, you know, like you feel very, I don't know, like sparkly. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> but like you just feel so good that it's not even something that is limited to you, but your feeling of fulfillment and purpose um, yeah. really then begins to spread into the lives of others. Like that's how I find um, I experience joy most and in, in the moments where I'm really excited about something that's happening or something that I'm doing and other people are able to feel that, then I know that that's like a joy jolt, you know, like, or that I'm doing something that's aligned with my purpose. But everyone has access to this. It may not look the same way that my work looks or the way that I'm doing it. But when you found what brings you joy and you're really able to commit to it to a point where it becomes your lifestyle, um, everybody can feel this way. Yeah, and I think you had, you hit on some important keys in there, key points, that what's the difference between, like, joy and happy? You know, like, mm. people can feel happy, but what's the next level? I say happy, like, I have, like... Um, a spectrum of feelings, you know, that I share with people I work with. And I always say that you can't go from like grief to joy. Like there's like different feelings, you know, but I think when you're saying like, to me, the difference between like happy and joy, I like that you said joy feels like you're very authentic, um, aligned with your purpose. Um, and it brings it towards others. Like you illuminate joy and it's other people can feel it versus happy to me, could feel like it's more um, just for me kind of sometimes. I don't know. I don't know the difference. But I feel like joy just feels like that little extra more. Yes. The, well, so the way that I define the difference between joy and happiness is I feel like happiness can be very fickle, you know. Um, but mm -hmm. joy is, like, very – it, like, has substance to it, you know. Like, a lot of people can say that they're happy and, like, they can look happy on the outside, but it's temporary, you know, whereas mm -hmm. joy is sustaining. And so when mm -hmm. I talk about um, like people being joy filled or like even creating success, I, I'm really thinking about the sustainability of it. You know, when you're when you're happy, it's like you can be you can be on and off happy, you know, but if you really have joy, there's like body and and like girth to like the <laughs> the yeah. feel good feeling that you are having. Um and you're able to then understand that you can always find your way back to joy even if things aren't necessarily exactly how you'd want them to be in any given moment which is just great to know and then keep that as like part of your being that joy is always accessible right mm -hmm. so um before this and uh my feed post i talked about having a joy list this was an exercise that I've done multiple times over the course of my personal growth and development to be ready to just like what brings you joy, like just to have a list. I do have it in a fancy notebook. Like I write down when I'm, in, when I'm feeling joy though, I do it and I say, do it while you're feeling some joy because when you're in like that mm -hmm. shitty crappy place, it's hard to be like, what, how do you reach for it and uncover your joy again? So do you, like, how do you start, what's your maybe step one to start getting clear on what's something that brings me joy? 
Ooh, oh my gosh, I go on a joy quest. <laughs> and I recommend that everybody else goes on a joy quest as well. Um, I have this program. It's a like 45 minutes to an hour long training, depending on how you do it. Um, that's available on my site, literally called the joy quest. And you take it and it, it goes through some videos and questions and worksheets to really help you get clear on not only what brings you joy generally, but what brings you joy specifically in this season of your life. Because I think that a common misconception is that um, joy looks the same all the time. And it does not. You know, like at different points in your life, there are different priorities that you may have. There may, may be different needs that you may have in your life or different responsibilities. So the way that you're able to achieve joy may need to be restructured or different. But always understanding that your need for joy is a necessity. You know, you have to be engaging in your joy. So this program really helps you understand what brings you joy. Um, but what I love most about it, in, because it is step one of my journey to pur purpose process, is that once you have clarity around all of the things that bring you joy, you can then begin to sift through them and understand how your joy actually puts you on path for your purpose. Because trust and believe your joy is connected to your purpose. It's just a matter of understanding how, and more importantly, why. Um, and I think that that's really where the true work lies. Yeah, because I know doing this with you and other women on Beyond Small Talk, we're up to like 68 guests, 68 mm -hmm. co-hosts. And I was like, mm -hmm. I can't even believe I 68 women agreed, <laughs> nonetheless came on. But like beautiful women like you that share your insight and wisdom and knowledge. And it's like that I feel like brings me joy. So mm -hmm. and I like how you said that it depends on the season, like joy, like can transform when you do because in my 20s I did not write I have your number 10 I'm not even lying people says quiet in yeah. my 20s I wasn't seeking quiet yes I, no I know right but in my 40s I seek quiet <laughs> I'm right there with you sister high five high five right yeah. so I and 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 I'm not feeling like any sort of like guilt guilt's not the right word maybe like I'm like oh like judgment around it so mm -hmm. in my 20 if you told me in my 20s that in my 40s I would seek for joy quiet I'd be like oh what a like nerd you know like yeah. that's so yeah. dorky of you however I'm saying when to do that exercise in your program consistently like every few years because you change as a human being you go through different seasons and those joys look different yeah, I hear you and I feel you on that. It's so funny because um, like I am a, I consider myself to be an extrovert, but I, I and I, I always kind of like prided myself on that and like knowing my personality. Um, but then over the years, especially as I've become a mom and I'm like doing entrepreneurship and I'm doing full-time parenthood at the same time, just like you, I also found that like there. I, I really at one point craved like solitude. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to talk to me. I don't want anybody calling my name. You know, I just want to be alone with my thoughts. And uh, at one point, I remember feeling some type of way about it where it's like, well, does that make me antisocial? Or even when I stated this um, to my dad a couple of months ago, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I want to be in the woods by myself and I just want to hear the birds. <laughs> 
And like, you know, I don't want to be bothered. He was like, are you all right? And I was like, no, it's fine. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, it not only is it all right that I desire this, but it's also very necessary, like for everyone, even if you're, you consider yourself to be an introvert, but understanding why you need that time and that space for yourself. Because what I've come to understand is that you know, when I think about the spectrum of wellness, you know, solitude is really necessary for you to understand yourself and know yourself. And that is so important if you're really trying to get clarity around your vision and the things that you desire for your life moving forward. I think that so often a lot of people don't take time to be still because we've kind of been indoctrinated into this thought that like we always have to be doing stuff. We always have to be going. We always have to be busy. Like the busier you are, the more you must be doing, the fancier you must be, the more money you must be making. You know, like we glorify hustle culture, but then it leaves us exhausted and overwhelmed. And then we're actually not as productive as we make ourselves out to be. So we're just taking on all these tasks, most of the time not even fully understanding what the goal is of the tasks or how they actually help us in aligning us with the the vision of where we really want to go. So like taking a moment to be still and be alone with your thoughts so that you can gain clarity <laughs> around mm -hmm. the moves that you're making so you can be strategic about them actually gets you a lot further with a lot more intention you know and so it's necessary it is so necessary you get a lot more done oh yeah and in relation to joy right yeah. so we said that you're getting clear on what your joy is you send people on this joy journey right you're like go out and figure out so is there anything that someone should like do you encourage women to do or look for so like someone's probably sitting there in their like 40s a lot of beyond small talk listeners are late 30s 40s like I have a family I have kids I have this mom guilt like am I gonna leave my kids to go on my search for joy like can you give us more reasons why the return on that investment is so great for you to like how do you go out and find your joy you're like go out and find joy there people are gonna be like Yes. Erica, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. If you got to leave the kids for a little bit, leave the kids for a little bit. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the moment you're able to find joy for yourself, it isn't just beneficial for you. It's also beneficial for your children. I actually put on my... Um, and everybody around you. And everybody around you. Everybody around you. Listen. Everybody around you. I know I wasn't in joy today. Yes. I wasn't feeling joy. Like mm -hmm. for a, a period of time, I went in my, I'm in my day job. I went outside and I said, probably no one should talk to me for about an hour. <laughs> I said, it's probably not a good time for me to answer emails either. Yeah. However, I know that about myself. Right. And now I'm feeling joy just being here with you. And after this conversation, you know, the next person I talk to or when I see the next person, it's going to travel with me. So sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to share, like, it's okay that if you don't feel joy every moment, it's always accessible. Okay. Yes. Okay. It so I'm going out finding it. Right. So how yes. do we find it? Um, so you go on the joy quest, but I think that it's really a matter of paying attention to your feelings. Um, I know that for a very long time, I'm a, I mean, 
I don't really like follow all of the astrology things, you know, but like I'm a cancer and apparently cancer is supposed to be really sensitive. Right. Um, and I've always been very in tune with my feelings. Like when I feel something, I feel it hard. But what I've learned over the years is the importance of acknowledging your feelings and understanding what they're telling you in any given moment, because a lot of times people take their feelings and they engage with them in a way that's counterproductive, not be not for any other reason other than the fact that they don't really understand what it is that they're feeling in the moment. And they're just kind of like spitting out what they feel um, because they're feeling. But what you really need to do is understand why you're like why you're feeling a certain type of way and how to better engage with those feelings so that you can do so in a productive manner so when it comes to me finding joy like if i'm feeling some type of a way i sit with it i acknowledge how i feel and then like i kind of go down this process of like well why do i feel this way like what is it really because a lot of times it isn't what you think it is on the surface it's a lot deeper seated and the moment you're able to get clarity around what's causing the feeling then you can fix that thing or at least work on that thing so that you're better suited to like move on with the rest of your day so understanding why you feel what you feel identifying what's making you feel that certain type of way and then coming up with solutions to like tackle that one thing that is blocking your joy in that moment and sometimes it may be that you just need to like take that time for yourself. There are a number of ways that um, I develop these creative solutions and systems that um, can help people on a one-on-one -on -one basis really find more joy, no matter what the thing is. But sometimes it's really just a matter of being like, you know, I'm feeling something right now and it's okay that I feel that. Because I think a lot of times people don't acknowledge how they feel. They put their feelings on the back burner. They push through whatever it is, but then you're carrying that with you throughout your day. And then if it's something that happened at work, you're bringing it home, then it's affecting your family life, your relationships, your relationship with your children. Your children think that they're mad. you're mad at them. And, and then they carry this story and then they bring that to school. And then next thing you know, it's like permeating every area of your life when really if you would have just taken that five to ten minutes at work you know to acknowledge how you feel about whatever it is if it was a matter of having a conversation with a co-worker to debt it or like speaking with a supervisor about how to navigate around the fact that you feel overwhelmed whatever the case is you know you could have left it at work you could have solved it there rather than bringing it with you so acknowledge how you feel and then identify what's making you feel a certain type of way and that will be um, one key, 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 high key thing in helping you engage with joy in any given moment. Listen to your feelings. Listen to your feelings, yes. And you're right. Um, many people, especially my age, have been like kind of like grow growing up not listening to your feelings, you know? And what's the difference between is it a feeling or like your intuition, you know? Like sometimes it, your gut comes right up, right? And people ignore it. And time and time again, I don't know how many times, like whatever you believe in, universe, God, whatever, chin checks you and say, see, just listen to your gut. It happened to me today. I was like, my gut was telling me something about this person, but I wasn't, you know, trying to just move through it. And then it came up that I was like, yeah. So, um, yeah, and during these times, you know, it's been rough 18 months or so, joy still matters, right? I hear people sometimes, like, if 
uh, why, why bring joy up in like these rough times, these like challenging times? I say that's the most important thing to do during this time to bring joy. So joy matters. I mean, that's my perspective. Um, what do you think about that? Bringing joy up in like where it feels awkward, maybe. Oh my gosh, it's so necessary. I feel like yeah. there, joy is necessary at all times, but especially in the hard yeah. times. And the reason why is because joy brings hope. <laughs> like without joy, you're, it's really hard to tap into faith. It's really hard to trust that anything is worth doing any, like at all. You know, like joy is the difference between succumbing to your circumstances and moving forward with a faith over fear mindset even in the moments where your circumstances and conditions are like at their worth, you know? Um, and I also find that the moment you're able to engage with your joy, is almost like an act of resistance where it, it really then propels you into your purpose. So like in this time, like COVID, this whole situation for the past 18 months has really thrown like the world for a loop. People are losing their jobs. People are dying. People are getting sick. People aren't sure of long-term effects of whatever is happening. But in the midst of all this, there is still joy to be found. If you are someone that is still here, there is joy to be found. Like you could have been someone that passed away. You could have been someone who um, is like, put in a position where you're sick and like it's very hard to recover and even if you're in those situations there's still joy to be found um sometimes it's just a matter of doing the work to understand and it, it really is something where it's like scaling the feelings or scaling the uh emotional range you know where you may feel some type of weight and like climbing your way to joy but it's still accessible and the moment you're able to find it in hard time and really not only rediscover it and reconnect to it. But the moment you're able to recommit to it and make joy a habit, that's how you're able to then create the lifestyle of joy that puts you on path for your purpose. Because what I found in doing this work and also in some of my personal experiences um, and working with others is that the more you're able to engage with your joy in hard times, it, it's like the thing that brings you peace and it really can bring you prosperity because of your purpose. The more, the more you engage with your joy, the more you are, the closer you are, the more tight, like tightly attuned you are to your purpose. And like when you are able to really anchor yourself in your purpose, it then puts you in a position where you're able to feel peace and calm because you understand that you're doing all that you can do to like help any situation. Like you are showing up as your best self and helping and serving others in like the fullest capacity possible for you yourself. And so that brings you peace and serenity and calm because you're, you're doing what you can. But in the same way, it promotes joy in the lives of others because then they're able to receive the joy, the service, the purpose that you're showing up with in the world. And that in its own way then allows them to feel joy. So they're now able to receive, receive the joy that you're exuding. And then when they receive the joy, they take it, they like embody it however they feel. It rejuvenates, it revitalizes them, it restores them in whatever way it does. And then they feel that same joy. And then they put it out in a way that someone else is able to receive it. So when I think of joy in hard times, I think it's so necessary because it allows you to engage with your purpose in a way that creates a ripple effect of peace, 
and prosperity and purpose and all the good feelings that then really carries out into your like communities, your cities, your state, your country. And you never know where the joy will lead. You never know how you just showing up authentically, like in your truth and with your joy will impact the life of somebody else in a way that could really transform their life. Like you never know. So I mean, why not? You know? <laughs> It's so true. You never know who you who you touch or who you transform or who you brighten someone's day or who you give somebody. I like how you say joy leads to faith. Um, that's really, really, for me, quite interesting. I experienced, you know, some grief and loss almost 11 years ago, significant. And there was a day where I was like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I just mm -hmm. didn't want to feel like it. Like, so you think like in those moments when you're supposed to be grieving and, you know, the, collectively as in, we've been grieving, like just society as a whole, that can you still reach for joy? And we're saying, obviously, yes, you should. And then sometimes I remember this kind of little bit of like a guilt came on me. Like I should be grieving. Why am I looking for joy? So lo and behold, I had a spiritual coach at the time and he goes, but you know what? You could choose to put that joy down and you could, you could pick it up. So basically he was saying, saying to me, I actually have the power to choose it yeah. if I need it and when I need it. Like how you say reach for it, that it's always there. It's just, you know, under my laundry in the sink and all those places. <laughs> so it just feels so good that I think our message continue that joy matters and that especially in times of grief or hardship or challenges and that it should be embraced without a feeling of guilt. Like this mindset mm -hmm. of like, Oh, when we're grieving, we should just look like this. I think that just, that should be wiped away. I work with people who grieve or have in the process of, and the joy always wants to come through a little bit, right? Or a lot. Like you always mm -hmm. seek it in some way, shape, or form. People are like, they want to feel good, right? And then there's this perception that during these times, you shouldn't be. But no, that's exactly when you should embrace the joy. Yes. And you know what's so funny? Like, I don't know why I just got chills. But hearing you say that made me think of um, that movie. It's a Pixar movie. The one about feelings where the emotions are each a color and the the main character's name, that's a feeling, her name is Joy, and how she like wanted to make everything happy all the time. What is the name of that movie? If you guys are lo looking in the comments. And I don't was, yeah. yeah. Let you, us know. I don't know. Yeah, let us know what it is. I can't remember. But um, at the end of the movie, what we learn, right, in watching these like cartoon characters <laughs> is that Joy is often tied two moments of hardship you know and it's and actually getting through the hardship that you're able to ultimately land at joy so the two aren't like isolated things a lot of times you'll find that joy and hard times are connected because it's in getting through the hard time that you're really able to find joy a lot of times like not even just happiness but like real full body joy um you know because it's it's in making it through that you're able to really hold on to it and anchor in it. Yeah. No, I love this. Thank you so much. Can, yeah. Anyone knows that movie? I don't. Um, but thank you. Can you tell us a bit more about your journey and dream? I know this masterclass is coming up. I signed up. And can you share more about what that is, what it looks like? What are we going to get out of it? 
Oh my gosh, yes. So the journey to dream. <laughs> Can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel it. It's going to ripple effect. Like, oh, you yeah. just brought me joy today. I'm going to fill in everybody how it's going to ripple effect. I have a call at 545. I saw my friend on here. And we're going to just be all about joy. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. Uh, yeah. um, so in this masterclass, we are going to help people who are feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and over it, understand ways to incorporate more joy into their life on a regular basis. We're going to give you tools and tricks and tips and insight on how you can really anchor yourself in joy, no matter the situations and circumstances, but also understanding how to uncover your dreams through joy. So in the masterclass, I'm going to be sharing my five point framework. It's really called the dream framework because um, dream is an acronym um, and how to utilize joy to uncover your dreams once again and how to really anchor yourself in it in a way that propels joy moving forward. So we're going to be giving you tools to understand how to incorporate boundaries, because I think that that's a thing that a lot yes. of people need to know. Whether you're boundaries. Okay, listen, once you like start like handing out boundaries, it's <laughs> a whole different like ballgame, right? Yeah, so, they're wonderful. Yes, tools to incorporate boundaries, um, permission, ways to give yourself permission and confidence to seek your joy, but then also understanding how all of those things can really um, put you on path for a life of purpose where you can make more money, you can have more joy, you can better your relationships, um, and you can really then begin to, like I said earlier in this um, conversation, curate the life of your dreams, not just in one area, but really in all of the area. Um, and that's what you will do in this 90 minute workshop. I'm really excited um, because it is the kickoff for the Journey to Purpose Dream Academy, which is a whole six week experience in creating a vision of a life that you love and then giving you the strategy to help you do just that. Love it. I'm going, I believe I signed up because I went to this site and I was like, let me check her out a little more. What is she talking about? Because beyond small talk community, I do do my research before I promote anything. I like, don't just hand over something I do. And Erica is just true joy, jolt of joy. I called her. I was like, oh, you just make me feel so good. Um, so thank you. Can we leave off with, I shared a lot of um, my joys. Like what is one of your joys? Ooh, one of the things that brings me the most joy is I don't I really just love creating stuff. It doesn't and there are so many ways to create anything, but I find that um when I'm most like in my feelings, I just like to sit there and and make stuff or listening to music is something that brings me immense joy. Um writing brings me a lot of peace and joy. Um, in the way that also helps me like digest my feelings and process them to get through them, but then also creating something beautiful in the pro in that process that can also potentially serve people in a different way. I find that in the moments where I'm like really going through something, that's actually the moment where I come up with some of my best ideas, which is weird because you also don't want it to turn into like a toxic relationship with yourself. You want to go dark with those. Yeah, <laughs> but like when I find moments of hardship or moments where it's like, what is this? What's happening? That's also some of the moments. Those are some of the moments where I leave 
most inspired and I'm able to create something new and amazing because of joy. So making jewelry, writing songs, um, dancing brings me immense joy. Um, like nobody's watching because who cares if people are watching? It's roller skating. Oh my gosh. <laughs> During quarantine. Um, yeah, I became a roller skater. Yeah. <laughs> and that so brings cool. me a lot of joy. So yeah, those are like, awesome. I think my that that's a lot yeah I just wrote down I told I told people to write down 12 like because as we've been taught stay ready so you don't have to get ready because sometimes mm -hmm. like you know you need to like pick up where what, what brings me joy little you know um help there so I now have I'm up to 21 21 oh things that I just keep it just in case and I tend to go back to the one that I just talked about quiet <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh find me some quiet. So listen, and I love that you have them all ready because that is something that I share a lot of times. When I I don't know that I fully answered your question about like, well, what's what step one? And like you've done exactly that. And I usually say just create a list of things that bring you joy, um, because then if you have it on the reserve, it's a lot easier for you to find it in the moments when you need it. But I think that the struggle for a lot of people really does become that implementation piece of how do I implement and incorporate joy, even when I don't feel like it. And that's where the joy comes in, like in this whole experience. Awesome. It teaches you well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will include the journey to dream masterclass information in the notes section. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Erica. This was just awesome. And I hope everyone's feeling some more joy at the moment. And it's gonna have a ripple effect on everyone that you surround yourself with for the rest of the day. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. This was so much fun. I really oh, appreciate good. it. No, thank you. Thank you. And it'll be up on your favorite pod tomorrow. So check us out. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, you know, all those places. iHeartRadio. And every Thursday we'll be back at 4 o'clock right here on IG Live. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye.